Alpha and Omega, the story we find ourselves in. Chapter 1, The King's Perfect Creation. Life and everything we know to be real has a starting point. There was nothing, and then there was something. The first words of God's story are, In the beginning, God. That's deeper than once upon a time, or it was a dark and stormy night. When everything we know started, God was already there. God, eternal creator and king of all, exists now as he always has and always will. One God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is holy, glorious, good, all-powerful, all-knowing, just, merciful, loving, and true. God did not develop and will not evolve. He simply is. God is the first and always remains the primary person in his story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God spoke everything that exists into being out of nothing. There was nothing. He spoke, and then there was something. God is the cause and source of all things, light and dark, heaven and earth, the vast universe from its expanse of galaxies with their stars and planets to our sun and moon and all the way down to subatomic particles and quarks. He's the cause and source of everything on earth, like mountains and valleys, deserts and oceans, rivers and lakes, forests and meadows, all plants and trees with their flowers and fruits. He's the cause and source of all creatures, great and small, blinking fireflies and cicadas that sing, puffer fish and belly-flapping whales, hummingbirds and eagles that soar, vicious alligators and sea turtles, tigers and cute koala bears, and all the vast and diverse array of humanity. He spoke it all into existence with a word, let there be. The designation of the seven days of creation itself tells us that even time itself has its source in him. Not one thing in the universe exists apart from God. The first two chapters of Genesis tell the story of creation from two different perspectives, but both affirm that creation occurred at God's sovereign and solitary initiative, and not by chance or cosmic accident. Adam and Eve, the first human beings, were the pinnacle of God's creation. On the sixth day, God created Adam from the dust of the earth, and then Eve from the rib of Adam. He breathed his very breath into them so that they became living souls. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Adam and Eve were created imago Dei which is Latin for, in the image of God, which describes the reality that all human beings possess holy dignity, are created in some ways like their creator, and have a life purpose to reflect his character and bring him glory. Any creator has the authority to design their own creation and determine its purpose. A potter can shape clay into a sturdy coffee mug or a delicate vase for flowers. A chef can make a world-class meal for royalty or their unique version of mac and cheese for their grandkids. So as creator, God has the authority to design the purpose for human life. Every human being has value and dignity because every unique life comes from God. We are like our creator in that we can think, 
know, choose, relate, communicate, make, feel, love, and more. We are not physically like God since God is spirit. We are souls with a spirit which enables us to relate to Him. Human beings are created to worship God, enjoy Him, order life by His Word, and trust Him in order to bring Him glory. Every human life is to accurately display and point to God. Adam and Eve were placed in the paradise of the Garden of Eden and provided everything they needed for a healthy and meaningful life. They were delegated authority from God. He said, let them have dominion and given a responsibility to steward or manage the earth and all its resources. This included the good gift of meaningful work, which was part of God's creation intent for humanity, not a curse. Within that responsibility, Adam, uh, human beings were given enormous freedom. They had access to the whole paradise of the Garden of Eden with only one rule or boundary. In the midst of the garden were two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The first held the promise that even beyond the wonders they were experiencing, there was even more life to be experienced with their Creator. At the same time, God restricted Adam and Eve from eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was an everyday reminder that God knew more than they did, so they were to depend on Him and trust Him. Adam was created first and got to work. But God noticed it was not good that the man should be alone and purposed to make a helper fit for him. In order to help Adam both see and feel that reality, God gave him the task to name all the animals. And sure enough, as he did, Adam also discovered that there was not found a helper for him. All the other animals had a corresponding companion, but there was no match or fit for Adam. The institution of marriage and the family was established by God as the first and basic foundation of human society. Everything else in society, government, industry, arts, justice, education, and more, emerged from the foundation of healthy families. God established the need for marriage, handcrafted Eve, and brought her to Adam, and then officiated at the very first wedding. Adam responded the way you'd expect for a man who had seen every creature in creation and found no one like him. This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. God's word affirms that marriage is a covenant of exclusive and committed love between one man and one woman for a lifetime. It establishes a new family unit distinct from one's parents. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Marriage is the God-ordained sphere in which to express sexual intimacy and to have and raise children, which fulfills God's creation command to be fruitful and multiply. As creation had a clear beginning, it also had a clear conclusion. After God finished His work, He considered all that He had made and said it was very good. Why was it very good? Because it was perfect. And in all of this, the humans enjoyed perfect harmony, or shalom with God, each other, the creation, and in their own souls. On the seventh day, God rested and established a rhythm of work and necessary rest as an aspect of the created order of life on earth.